This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The games are continuing to come thick and fast for City, but it's Erling Holland's fitness and Pep Guardiola's comments about Jack Grealish that have City fans in deep contemplation. It's Tuesday, November 7th. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Lee Bartley. And this is the City Report Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Luke. Welcome back to the show, listeners. How are things with you, Luke? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a week and a half since I was last on, so happy to be back on. It's weird being on a Monday episode with no Joe. I believe he's away with work at the moment, but I'm missing my right arm man at the moment, so it's just me and you flying solo into it today, which could be very fun, but very dangerous. Well, it's probably a boost for you because it means I can't play Who Am I? Because I need two <laughs> people to play any of my trivia games, and seeing as you are... Um, you know, a self-proclaimed the least skilled man in trivia. Uh, it's probably it's probably good news for you. But the ironic thing is, I'm very good at trivia, as the Americans will say, or um, quiz knowledge, as um, you, the, the Brits would say. Yeah, I go to pub quiz every Tuesday. Our team's not that bad. It's just when it comes to City, my man got my mind goes blank, which is how it works. Do you guys actually not use the word trivia? No. Uh, like we we have a pub quiz. Like pub quiz is it's not. We never ever have trivia. That's weird. I had no. I had no <laughs> clue. I actually just this past week won um, big little kitty from uh, from pub quiz football pub quiz. Uh, my buddy and I demoralized a few other teams. We started this. We started. It was like nine months long. This football trivia uh, at our at our local football pub here. We started with like six teams. And over the course of nine months, they would just slowly but surely drop out because we were so far ahead. 
Um, but we got to drink for free on the final night and we got well, a trophy right. full of cash. So can't complain about that. Um, speaking of teams that collect a lot of trophies, let's switch our attention over to City. Um, we will look ahead to tonight's uh, Champions League game against Young Boys in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about some interesting comments from Pep Guardiola in his press conference yesterday. We had a few uh, a few tweets sent out to us looking for our thoughts on it. So speaking about, you know, obviously Doku had the big performance at the weekend and, and Grealish didn't play, but... Um, Pep Guardiola said on the situation, I want Jack Grealish angry after he didn't play the last two games. This is the way to maintain consistency at that level. But Jack is back the way he played in Old Trafford to give us more composure, more pausa. It was decisive. Now, we had a couple of tweets from listeners uh, this morning looking for for our thoughts on it. Blue Wave says, is it just me that finds all of this strange and a bit unnecessary? He's been pitting Doku against Grealish since he got injured. Doku wasn't originally bought as a primarily left-wing option. Might work with some personalities, but I don't think Pep understands Jack sometimes. Now, Minx Footy chimed in and said, a little bit harsher, I think this might be some of the most toxic crap I've seen from Pep, and that's saying something would seem to have the potential to spectacularly backfire. Now, just quickly, my two cents before I hear from you, Luke. I, I don't necessarily think Pep, I wouldn't say pitting players against each other, but Pep has, has always been a proponent for competition within the squad. You know, you only have to look back to, to 2019 when when City bring in Riyad Mahrez for, a, or I guess 2018, for, for a record transfer fee the year after we saw probably the best winger performance we've ever seen from Sané and Sterling collectively. Is, do, do you buy into what Blue Wave and, and Minx Footy are saying? Is this, um, does this have the potential to backfire from Pep, maybe have an adverse effect on Grealish? We've seen Grealish has apparently had to shut down some social media this season because abuse he's been getting online, and we know a lot of that comes from, we'll put in quotation marks, City fans. Um, who who can't seem to comprehend that having multiple good players with different sets of skills is is a positive. Um, but is this kind of towing the line for Pep? No, I don't think it's all. He's, he's dealing with a professional sport athlete in Jack Grealish, who's played at the top level for the majority of his career. Uh, Pep loves competition. He loves to have a squad. He doesn't want a t- uh, an 11. He wants a squad. Look back at when he managed Barcelona. He had Thierry Henry, Samuel Eto'o, David Villa and Lionel Messi there at the same time. That's four world-class, probably some of the best players of all time in one squad. He loves to have um, a, a depth squad and, and I kind of understand it. Like Grealish had a very good year last year. He was integral to how we work. Maybe it is a place of complacency. He doesn't want complacency to sit in. Maybe he wants Grealish to get a bit of a fire in his belly. At the end of the day, he's a... He's a, he's a working class uh, English lad that has played football his old career. He's probably had a lot of abuse thrown his way. And Pep deals with Grealish day in, day out, nine to five. He probably knows him like the back of his hand at this point. He knows what what's going to work to kind of fire him up. And we've got a new, I'm going to say, quote unquote, superstar who's come in and really kind of set the Premier League alight. So why doesn't he want Jack to kind of bite back and challenge? I I, I love it. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we want to see challenging. We want to go to a game and sometimes not know who's playing because we've got a team which is good enough to have 18 players. 
So I, I think it's it's a good thing all in all. Yeah, I particularly don't mind it, especially given the fact that it's not like Grealish is another Calvin Phillips, somebody who's just simply not playing. And, and we're getting these kind of passive aggressive comments from Pep saying, well, well, he's always smiling. He never, he never puts up a fuss when he's not playing and all that. Jack Grealish is still playing. Mm-hmm. He started at Old Trafford in, in, you know, the biggest game of the season to, to most fans. Um, I think we've seen perfectly in the past two weeks how the two Doku and Grealish can be used, you know, at a game at Old Trafford where there's maybe higher stakes than a home game against Bournemouth and um, more potential for, for, you know, failure, I guess you could say. He wants that more, like he said, that pause that control, the ability to control a game from the wing. I mean, I've always said he, Jack Grealish is like having a Rodri out on the wing. Jack, Jack knows when to speed it up. He knows when to slow it down. He knows when to go backwards. He knows when to take a man on. He knows when to look for, for Erling Holland in the box. Um, and then fast forward to this past weekend, a game like Bournemouth where y- you know that if you can get one or two past them, you can really put them to the sword. And that's what we get from Jeremy Doku. He, he opens the floodgates. So I've never known a club or a fan base to be so upset about having two very good players that do very different things and can be used in a variety of situations. Um, it's, it's absolutely blowing my mind. Um, but I just, I, does Pep have to consider the fact that Grealish is getting all of this abuse and saying that he wants him angry and all of this stuff is, is potentially, you know, Guardiola on thin ice here with with Jack and his emotions, and we know that he's a confidence player. Or is it like you said, he knows Jack. He's had him for two and a half seasons now, almost. He knows the the buttons to press. Yeah, pe- pe- people are just guessing. Like we don't know Jack Grealish. All right, we've seen him do many an internet video. We've seen him um, on training session videos. We've, we've seen him out in the public, but we don't know what he's like. He could, he could be the quietest guy in the changing room, and we'll never know. Like, at, at the end of the day, like Pep deals with him. He's He knows him personally. He knows him well. And Pep is one of the best man managers of all time, apart from probably Sir Alex Ferguson. So why are we to doubt him? Like Why is a random lad who started supporting City five years ago doubting Pep Guardiola? I don't understand it. Like, at the end of the day, we have got two very different but both equally as effective wingers. We've been crying out for it for years. Just appreciate it. We've got a guy who can beat five men and pop, pop it top bins like Doku, and we've got someone who will never lose a ball in Grealish. Like, just appreciate both of them. We have now got great tactics for all kinds of games. So I think that, well... It, We'll see, won't we, in the next few weeks if it comes to kind of bite back on Pep. But I don't think it will. I, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. He's getting Jack riled up. And I, I'm presuming he's going to start tonight. And if he does, I'm presuming he's going to put in a great performance. Just a little peek into a crystal ball here, Luke, if you can. Kevin De Bruyne, we don't really know what his long-term future is going to be. You know, we've heard a story come out in the last few weeks um, where he gave an interview and it doesn't sound like he's handling the the injury well. You know, the recovery may be going well, but it sounds like it was a pretty brutal injury. You know, we've we've heard the timeline of potentially February 2024, but given the, the toll um, that he's paid on his body in the past few years, you know, seeing him could not come back till March or April wouldn't be a huge shock. 
given that Bernardo Silva, yes, he signed a contract extension, but a lot of people like me think that was just leverage for him to be able to get out easier next summer because we know that he has been looking for a move away. Is there a world in which Phil Foden finally moves centrally? And I don't mean in from the right wing. I mean, he is a central midfielder, number 10, sits behind a striker. Um, and Jeremy Doku is a long-term right winger, and Jack Grealish is a long-term left winger, and they play together. Yeah, why not? I mean, every player you just mentioned there has the skills and capabilities to do the roles that we've just said. I mean, Grealish can play as a central man. Like, he's got all the qualities that kind of Phil Foden does. So what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if... In two or three years' time, we've signed another winger and Grealish is pushed inside when he's later on in his career. Like, Why can't he do that? He's got all the roles and capabilities to do that. When he was at Villa, he did everything. He was playing on the left wing. He was playing as a just behind a striker. I mean, he played as an eight for a bit. He was just absolutely everywhere because he was their talisman, their star man. So I don't see a problem in what we're seeing at this moment in time. Like The, the squad has got so many avenues to go down over the next couple of years. Um, and with the finances and resources that Manchester City have got, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, imagine four years ago, Adam, I'd have told you, oh, John Stones is going to be the best holding midfielder in world, well, well, one of the best holding <laughs> midfielders in world football. What would you have personally said? I'd probably laugh you out the room. <laughs> exactly. And so why can't we dr- talk about sort of Phil Foden playing as a 10? Playing as an eight, he could play as whatever he wants to. He's he's one of the most talented footballers footballers in world football. Like, why can't he do what he can do? So yeah, I'm really excited to see him play essentially. I think that just his directness is something that you especially look for, especially in sort of like the later stages of like the Champions League or Cup football. He's someone who will make that difference, and I love it personally. All right, from two players with similar styles like Doku and Grealish to another two players that play in similar positions, Erling Holland and Julian Alvarez. We'll be back after the break to talk about those two. Stay with us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you are new here, please hit follow, hit subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review unless it is a shit one. That is the best way for us to get this show out to more blues like you. Luke, I want to talk about the striker predicament going into tonight's clash with young boys. Um, you got three wins from three. Erling Holland comes off at halftime against Bournemouth. There sounds like there was a little bit of a knock. Um, Pep said that he could potentially play tonight. 
but probably will be playing this weekend. Um, given the situation, given the the standings, he, surely he doesn't play, right? I mean, false line blues, we are here. Whoa. Are we back? Are we back to false line days? We could be. I'm but that's excited. the question. Does 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 Julian Alvarez <laughs> slot right in if Erling Holland doesn't play? Or is he, is he now undroppable in the Julian Alvarez role and therefore somebody else has to play further forward? Uh, I, I, I'd prefer... I can see Alvarez either playing up top or not playing at all um, on Tuesday. It's like we were referring to before we started recording. It's it's a bit of a nothing game at the moment in time, like the the young guys. I'm really looking forward to it personally. I am going just because I'm looking forward to seeing their fans. I've never been to a game with young boys and they look mental and I can't wait for that, especially where I sit as well. Um, But yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if we were seeing a false nine. Um, I would expect Foden to play up top. That would be my reckoning, mm. um, but who knows? Like, if, if Alvarez starts, none of no one would be shocked. But I, I think he deserves a bit of a rest. I mean, when when you've had a star as well as Alvarez, who's been so influential to kind of how City have played in the first sort of like two three months of the season, he deserves a bit of a rest. I think so. Playing a false nine is what I would do personally. Personally, I would love that. I. I- during the false nine days, I was crying out for Harry Kane. I was crying out for Sergio Aguero. I was, I was crying out for Erling Holland. But now that we have the the striker, and listen, I'm not saying anything about Erling Holland. I adore the man with every fiber of my being. But I do miss seeing a little, a little five foot five, you know, Portuguese man slip into midfield and draw center backs out. It it felt like a really nostalgic time. Um, just looking at the bench. Against Bournemouth, we had Calvin Phillips, Matias Nunes, Phil Foden, Oscar Bob, Rico Lewis, Ruben Diaz, Jack Grealish, and the two keepers. Um, actually, Gavardiol as well. Uh, looks like Scott Carson actually wasn't on the bench. Um, how many of those players do you expect to come in tonight? Uh, I'd expect Diaz. Um, I'd go probably Gavardiol back in. Grealish, I'd say Lewis and, and Nunes, I'd, I'd say that I'll probably do a, a guaranteed a start, in my opinion. I mean, can we talk about Pep with this Pep roulette in a moment? Because I've started playing fantasy football properly. And I had Gavardio in a couple of weeks ago. He dropped him. No reason. I had Diaz in for the weekend thinking, oh, guaranteed, here we go. Easy points. Doesn't play him, Pep. I need my fantasy. I'm, I'm doing really bad at fantasy. I need the, the consistency, please. Um but all jokes aside, I won't be surprised to see Oscar Bob starting. I mean, why not? Like, give him a go. Got an assist against Bournemouth. Yeah, and he was good as well when he came on. He's very silky. He's got very low centre of gravity. He turns just so quick. Like, he's exciting. He's really exciting. And also, he's probably got the best air doing the team, in my opinion. I think he's got better afro than Rico Lewis. Come at me, people. Come at me. Um, Are you saying Oscar, Oscar Bob has the best Bob? Yeah, Oscar Bob's got the best Bob. Oscar Bob is V Bob, V Bob. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping there's a few wholesale changes. We'll see a few um, different players in there. Um, hopefully, we don't see Kovacic and Nunes starting together. I ideally want one or the other, um, but we are playing at home. We're, we're going to have 75% possession, so maybe having that control aspect could work. It's just I don't want to see two players playing the same role, ideally. Um, but yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. As I said, I think it's going to be an interesting team, and hopefully, we get a few shocks on there as well. Calvin Phillips, will he play? I'd love him to. I would love him to. Whether he Me will too. or not, probably not. But 
deserves his chance. Give him a chance, please. I, I often wish Calvin Phillips was a total unrelenting prick. So do I. I agree with that. I, I really wish he didn't have a nice smile, a nice soft voice, and he wasn't just an all-around good guy because it's making it a lot harder that this just isn't working out. Um, I think I probably would have given up on him a long time ago if, if he was a bit of a douchebag, uh, but he's not. So I, I'd love to see him play. I'm, so I'm sure we'll get stick for this, but I do have a question for you, Luke, before we get out of here. Um, we talked about it in the wake of City's uh, demolition at Old Trafford two weekends ago. Um, it, it looks as if City are kind of rounding out and, and, and finding that starting 11, the best 11 as we want to call them. And it was probably close to, if not identical to what we saw at Old Trafford. Um, obviously, we have another international break coming up against Chelsea. But after that international break, you've got Liverpool, three days later, RB Leipzig, four days later, Tottenham, three days later, Villa. And then, I mean, every three or four days, you've got a game. But that run right there is absolutely brutal. I, I asked this question to Joe, and I think it was Ali McCool, but I want to know your thoughts. Should Pep now be forming that rotation into an A team and a B team? And those big fixtures, there is very much a clear starting 11 that when you're going away to Liverpool or Spurs or whoever it may be, that that 11 is always together. Or, or is it Still a time in the season when you can pick your your Ake here, your Gavardi all there, your Doku and Grealish here, or uh, Alvarez versus Holland, or Akanji versus Diaz, whoever it might be. Or or should it be a very defined, we're going into that business end, the festive fixtures, um, kind of, you know, lay it out for what it is? I don't think it should be defined, no, because players suit different roles in different games, 100%. Um, and... This isn't football manager. I, I, when I'm playing football manager, I, I'm an A team, B team kind of guy. That's just how I play. But in real life football, it doesn't work. Like there's so many different sort of threats. Like for example, if you look at Tottenham's attack and you look at Liverpool's attack, completely different. Tottenham play quite a bit slower with Kulisevsky on the right hand side, whereas when you're playing Liverpool, they're going to have Nunes, they're going to have Jota, they're going to have. Um, Diaz just sprinting at you constantly just putting you under pressure whereas Tottenham play a bit more sort of controlled they try to get the midfield on they, they revolve around sort of like a Madison so ideally you're going to want two in there you're going to want both Stones and both Rodri in there whereas against the Liverpool Rodri could work and then try and catch him on a counter-attack because counter-attacks are Liverpool's downfall look at the weekend so maybe only playing like a Rodri pushing Stones back into defence and then playing an extra quick man who can kind of get at them on the counter-attack could work so it's not as simple as having an A team and a B team there's going to be lots of different and I feel like rotation is city strength anyway it's what we've done well over the past two years. It's why we've got the success we've got. We rotate expertly and we're hard for opposition managers to sort of play against because if you have a destined A and B team, Jurgen Klopp is going to look at that and just plan around it for the next two weeks. Like He's a good manager. You can't just do that. Whereas you need to have that little bit of an element of a surprise in there. So I don't think we should have an A and B team. That's interesting because I'm pretty sure both Ali and Joe said that what we saw at Old Trafford is the best 11 and that for the upcoming big games, the, this kind of brutal stretch, that the rotation should all be aimed towards getting that group of 11 or 12 players together on the pitch every time you need them. Um, 
that'll be interesting. Listeners, let us know what you think at City Report Pod on all, all social media. Before we get out of here, Luke, I'm going to throw you into the deep end. All right. Ooh. Champions League, Champions League final tomorrow. Don't know the opponent. Who starts, Doku or Grealish? Grealish. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I was, I was, I, I, in a game like that, give me Grealish 75 minutes, wear him down, keep the control, maybe get a one or two goal lead. If not, you bring on your lightning bolt and, and open things up. I think it's the absolute perfect combination. All right, Luke, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much, my friend. Always a pleasure. Listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time, see you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running. And just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.